a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Utah Weekly Forum, a public affairs show dedicated to learning more about the issues affecting our lives and health and exploring the resources available in our diverse communities to help. Here's your host, Rebecca Cressman. Well, hello. It's always so great to be here because I love that the Utah Weekly Forum gives us time to talk in depth about different topics and issues in our community. And I've been quite open with my breast cancer journey. Uh, But what's really fascinating to me are the other women. And I know there are a few men who have breast cancer as well. And my heart goes out to them and their families. But to find out how breast cancer is just so common that it actually taps and interrupts the lives of extraordinary women all around us. And two of those live right here in Utah, and they are planning a special event to help meet the needs of breast cancer survivors. So joining us in studio today, and it's my first time meeting her, is Cammie Cap. Cammie, so glad you're here. So good to be here. Right. And your hair is growing back. You know, and, and all of us who've had chemo before, we look at each other, go, oh, yeah. looking great, <laughs> looking beautiful. Also joining us over the phone is Courtney Merrill. Courtney, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Rebecca. Yeah, so I did. Happy to be here. And uh, I, I'm sure your hair looks great today, too. So just to be <laughs> does, just to be democratic, <laughs> you know, equal to everybody. All right. So, you know, breast cancer, it has been a different journey for each of us, but there's some, been some similarities. And Cami, let's talk a little bit about your diagnosis and your decision to try to create an event and create an event that will help women here uh, along the Wasatch Front. Yeah, so last March, so March of 2022, um, my I did the, my mammogram like I had done the year before. I had felt a lump for over a year and had been told that it's nothing because it didn't show up on the mammogram, that it didn't show up on the ultrasound. And so I was really shocked after the biopsy to give me peace of mind that I was told that, yeah, I do have cancer. And a few weeks later, I found it was triple negative, And I didn't even know that there were different types of breast cancer. But I was told, yeah, you are going to have to do chemo. I did chemo for five months. And um, so a year ago, I was doing my last AC, which is adriamycin cytoxin. They they lovingly call that the, the red, red devil. devil. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was, that was harsh. And... Um, so and then I had to do my bilateral mastectomy and do oral chemo and continue with my immunotherapy until the end of May of this year. So I'm 4 months out now and in a good place and um waiting for my deep flap reconstruction surgery next month, but so many times during the the treatments that I was going through I would go online and look for resources and look for an event where I could go and actually connect with other women that are going through this. 
um, so I could pick their brains about how do you handle this or, you know, what are you doing to get through this? Um, the side effects, but also the the mental toll that it t- takes on you. You both know about that. And, um, and, and in terms of the mental toll, it can be as devastating as the physical toll. Uh, yes. the, the medications that you're taking to kill the cancer cells um, affects our cognitive uh, abilities to think. Um, it's very scary to have a, a diagnosis associated with cancer. What does that mean for me for my future? So your emotions are on edge. There, there is just so much that you are balancing in your survival, yeah. and and it's very heavy. So I'm it glad you is. brought that up too. Yeah, that's um, that's one of the main reasons I feel like this event is needed just to just to address that because the doctors and we. We have a team of doctors saving our lives, but meanwhile, we're still trying to live our lives and manage so much. And my husband and I would use this term, like our emotional reserves are so low right now. We just don't have mm-hmm. the the capacity to deal with any other bad news or just regular day-to-day tough things that are going on. Anyway, so I was looking around for an event where I could go and connect with other people and be strengthened because... Um, going to my my chemo appointments week to week, I would meet women there that I would see regularly, and I would reach out to them and connect with them and find strength from them and hearing their stories and what they're going through and other hard things that they were dealing with while they were dealing with chemo and cancer. And I found so much strength in that that I was looking for something else like that and where I would see a lot of events focused on breast cancer, um, a lot of fundraisers, a lot of awareness events. I never could find an event that was free, a one-day event where anybody could go and just rub shoulders and connect with other breast cancer patients, with with um, experts that could teach me how to manage symptoms, manage the depression and the mental toll. And so after months of thinking about this and, and just having it linger in my brain over and over and over, I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to try to do it myself. Isn't that beautiful? Okay, the date and the name of the event is the Pink Sync. Pink Sync, yes. And it's S-Y-N-C. It's about syncing together breast cancer patients, experts, and resources. And the date is October 6th. It will take place at the Utah Valley Hospital in Provo in their Sorensen Tower on the second floor. They have an education center, and it's beautiful. And we just want to pamper these women and some men um, that are going through this, that are needing that strength, we're we're here for you. We want to make this a beautiful event, a gift for them. It's beautiful. Pink Sink, and you mentioned October 6th mm-hmm. at Utah Valley Hospital in Provo. Now, I saw you thinking about creating an event like this on the social uh, media pages that you and I would kind of overlap about this. And then a woman that I was so blessed to also meet before, Courtney Merrill, through my breast cancer journey, um, shared more details about her. Now, Courtney, I've got you on the phone. So will you share with me why you feel like Pink Sync, this activity that'll be free for breast cancer patients and survivors, why you felt like it was so important? Well, it's interesting. I had had a similar 
some similar thoughts as Cami had uh, over the last couple of years. So I've been uh, finished with chemo for three years now. Um, and I, and even post cancer, there's a lot of resources that I've needed that have come up, things that have come up as a result of going through the treatment, things that have come up as a result of having cancer, um, physically, mentally, all of those things. And, um, and so I've had this idea about trying to put together a website of or like a comprehensive listing of resources for, uh, people with breast cancer in the area. And um, this has just kind of been rolling around in my brain as well. And then I also saw that Cami was uh, hosting this event, putting this event together, and it lined up right with what I've been feeling and thinking, which is that, you know, you don't have the uh, energy when you're going through that experience to try to find these resources. So your oncologist or, or your surgeon might say, well, you need this or you need, you know, you need that resource or this resource. And then they'll like hand you a list of things. And then you go home and you, you're like, I don't even know where to start to find those things. Um, and then I also felt like, you know, I went through this in 2020 when um, connecting it with community was really difficult. I didn't really get to um, actually you know, even in when I would go from like Cami was talking about when she would go for her chemo appointments, getting to connect with people like you didn't talk to anybody in 2020 in a hospital because, it, you know, you're just like so cautious about um, germs, especially when you're going through cancer treatment. And so I think connecting with community and also connecting with resources, um, I, I thought it was such a brilliant idea and just wanted to get involved and help out any way I could. Yeah. And Courtney, you mentioned uh, you were also diagnosed with breast cancer with triple negative too as well, right? Yes. Okay, so when so when Cami was sharing that she um, was diagnosed with triple negative and hadn't heard of that, it is just so common because we've done a good job educating that you know it's very important for women to watch for breast cancer to get our screenings regularly. But but there's so many details that begin to unfold from the moment they go, hey, we're going to call you back for a follow up, either you know mammogram or a follow up ultrasound, and then we're going to do a core biopsy. So you just take a little bit of this and we're going to send it off. And you thought, you know, for me, yeah. I thought, oh, they're just going to say it first. Uh, is it cancer or is it not? But then I learned there is so much more information they needed to learn from that biopsy that would direct my treatment. What made my own personal cancer grow? What fed it? And so uh, right. which hormones or did it grow without hormones? So triple negative would indicate that a breast cancer is growing and it's not feeding upon estrogen, progesterone, or oh shoot, what's the third one? HER2. Thank you. <laughs> that HER2. Um, um, and I am one of a slightly more common, right? Actually, much more than triple negative, estrogen positive, which meant that, and some progesterone, that in the little Petri dish, when they looked at my cancer cells and they dropped in some of those hormones, my cancer cells said, yes, I'll take lots of that estrogen, please. And I'll take a little of that progesterone. I'm not interested in the HER2. Thanks. We're good to go. And and so because the pathologists are able to look and identify that information, uh, and we're in the year 2023, they 
can now say a person whose cancer is fed by these hormones needs this type of treatment. We've found through research that this is the most efficient for you. It's changing all the time based on research. So, Cami, what your treatment is, even though you both, you and Courtney, had triple negative, it might be a, a different treatment. Is your has Was your treatment the same? Courtney, did you receive immunotherapy as well? I didn't. I think immunotherapy became more standard practice right after mm-hmm. I was finished with my treatment um, because I, I I know other women that were diagnosed after I was who all had it. And so I think they've added it to a lot of treatment protocols, but I did not have immunotherapy. I did 12 weeks of Taxol, which, which, was, which is a different drug um, that specifically a lot of people with triple negative get, but I would say other types of breast cancer as well. Um, and then I did the same, the AC, the red devil after that. Uh, I had the option to choose the red devil and ch- didn't choose the red devil uh, because of my age. Um, there, there came uh, with it some slightly higher risk factors for my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of looked and said, well, I was 57 at that point. I thought maybe I'll go ahead and choose instead. Oh boy. I can't remember the letters that will do that. I'll blame it on chemo brain, but, uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so there's a different cocktail of infusions that we may receive for different periods of time. And as you mentioned, Courtney, you wanted to make sure women had resources because we are Googling when we're in bed and we're resting mm-hmm. and like, where am I going to get that wig? What's going to happen to me? How mm-hmm. long will it take before my hair grows back? Um, what will it feel like to have a mastectomy? What will it feel like to have a double mastectomy? What is the best way for me to reconstruct this? Now, if I have, if they're blocking all my estrogen after my other treatments, what's going to happen to my skin? What's going to happen to, mm-hmm. you know, all, my body internally as well as externally? All of those things and more. So, Courtney, what kind of resources are you hoping and will you be sharing at the Pink Sink event at Utah Valley? Can I cover that? Yeah, please okay. do. Yeah. So we have, um, first of all, we have all kinds of experts there and it's one thing to sit with your doctor or your surgeon um, in the exam room and drink from the fire hose and try to take all the information in and then go home and think, oh, I don't even remember half of what they said. Um, And it's a different thing to sit when you're ready and be able to chat with a surgeon surrounded by other people that are having similar questions or maybe have gone through it and hear their questions and their concerns and have more of a dialogue question answer type thing. So we're going to have um, some surgeons there, Dr. Tittenser, who is extraordinary. Yes, mm-hmm. amazing, and really specializes in um, cancer, breast cancer surgery. Removing right the cancer, mm-hmm. finding it in the breast, yeah. and leaving the breast in the best shape that yes. she can, if right. possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, she'll, she'll be there, Dr. Meekum, who is a plastic surgeon, will also be there. Um, she is doing my reconstruction next month. And um, and then we'll also have oncologists there that are going to be talking about chemotherapy and self-care during chemotherapy. Also, my oncologist nurse, one of my oncologist nurse, Jamie, who um, not only is a great oncologist nurse, but also has been fighting breast cancer herself. And so she ha- she sees it from both sides 
um, and she'll be there and be able to address very specific things and very specific um, self-care things to do. Um, We'll also have radiologists there. We're going to have an exercise specialist there who has been fighting breast cancer herself and um, knows how to do, she's a certified fitness instructor, and she knows how to do exercise with each stage of treatment. That is so critical. Right. Yes. Right. Especially if you've, you're just mm-hmm. post-surgery mm-hmm. or your your whole body and immune system is weakened, yeah. um, you know, or a combination of them both. Yeah. So, oh, I can't do planks. Can I do planks? Is it, You know, what should I be doing here? So what a great idea to have that. She'll, she'll do some movement with us as well, too. Um, we're going to have three different mental health people there. So the way this event is organized, the first hour we'll all be together. We'll hear a few keynote speakers, including Dr. Tittenser. We'll also hear from Mrs. Utah Petit, my friend, Tony Allman, who is a breast cancer survivor herself. Um, and we'll have a singer there, um, Aaliyah Rose, who's amazing. And then the other two hours are breakout sessions. So uh, attendees will get to choose which of these experts they get to hear from. And we wanted to make sure that in each of those three breakout sessions um, or breakout times that there's always an option to see someone that addresses mental health. So we're going to have three different mental health people there. Um, One in particular is a breast cancer survivor and one works with breast cancer patients um, using movement and yoga to calm the brain. Mm. Um, I'm so excited to hear from her. Another is my friend Marty, who uh, knows how to help people through trauma, um, which is something that we all experience as breast cancer patients. So I'm super excited about the mental health aspect of this. Um, And then we're going to have vendors too. Oh, we're going to have a dietitian, I should say. One of the breakout sessions is a dietitian. That's a big question. Um, Courtney, I don't know whether you as a survivor had those questions. Like, should I change the way I eat from now on? Uh, yeah. Did you have absolutely. those kind of, you had those kind of questions too? Yeah, I think it's, a, you know, there's a lot of exercise, diet, all those things. And there's a lot of information that you can find online that's not necessarily helpful um, because it's, you know, it's, just a lot of opinions and I think it helps to have people that you that are connecting with you as an individual that can help you to figure out what the right choices are for you for your specific cancer for your specific life and the other things that you have going on to to help um, help you make sense of um, what does your life look like going forward and how do you protect yourself and how do you um, and how do you have joy in your life and that's a mental health question, but I think it's also connected to all these other things, you know, how you look, how you do your hair, how you, how you like deal with not having eyebrows, how you, you know, all those things I think are all connected and, and continue to be questions as you go forward and, and search for different types of resources, um, different doctors that you're going to work with for the rest of your life that don't have anything to do with your cancer, but that need to understand it. And so, you know, finding people who have a sensitivity to those things that you've been through as a patient um, and as a woman and as a human, that I think it's helpful to, to find all of those types of resources. And Cammy's done an amazing job putting all those types of things together. I'm for excited time. for that. And I know that there will be listeners right now before we spend a few more minutes and let's talk about the vendors that'll be there and those who are helping you. How do women 
become a part of this because I know you can't hold 20,000 people in the education room at Utah Valley <laughs> University. So where do they register for Pink Sync and how can they become a part of it? Oh, thank you for mm-hmm. bringing that up. Yes, please just go to pinksync.org. So pink P-I-N-K-S-Y-N-C dot mm-hmm. org. Yes, okay. exactly. And you can register there. We, um, the the Education Center at Utah Valley Hospital can hold 250 people. And so we have swag bags for 250 people. And these swag bags are amazing. It's It's been so incredible to see the generosity of the the organizations that are here in Utah and coming together and and valuing these women that are fighting for their lives right now. We have doTERRA that has donated um, oil samples, five oil samples for each attendee. Um, We have Snugsy USA that has printed on beanies and water bottles and um, all kinds of little things for us to have. Um, We have someone making Heshi clay bead bracelets for us. And um, just some amazing things. I'm probably forgetting some of them at the, on off the top of my head. But um, we're just so grateful for all these people coming together. I did want to say one other thing that uh, it tends to be, um, as we're seeing these registrations come through on PinkSeek.org, a lot of women are maybe similar to in your situation, Rebecca, that they're dealing with hormone blockers. And that's not an easy thing to deal with. I, I'm i not on them. Courtney's not on them because our cancer is not fed by hormones. But that's um, a, a price to pay to make sure that your cancer doesn't come back. And we're going to have somebody there dealing with, with how to deal with hormone blockers. And we're also going to have a cancer patient, um, also a triple negative patient that has gone through um, everything that we have um, this past year, she knows about cold capping and keeping your hair. And she did that for the first round of chemo that she did, the Taxol, taxol Carbo. And then she had to let that go for the next round. And she knows about being bald and and being bald and being okay with being bald. Um, something that you and I and Courtney, we've all had to figure that out and she is going to be talking to us about that and also aesthetics, um, how to be able to paint on your eyebrows and deal with lack of eyelashes and products that won't damage your your very sensitive skin while you're going through chemo. Um, so I'm excited to have her there and doing one of the sessions. Would you like to hear more about the other vendors that are going to yes, be there? Yes. Okay. We have room for 10 vendors and all of those slots have been filled and we're so excited to spread the news about these resources that are right here. One of my very favorite ones is Kara Brooks Studio. She is an a areola tattoo artist. She is my areola tattoo artist. Mm, wonderful. Yes. And so you think, did Rebecca just say the word areola on the radio? And yes, <laughs> we did. <laughs> For those of us, some of us, when we have mastectomies, um, they have to remove m- much of the breast, including that. 
And then when you are reconstructed, you are reconstructed with your own skin and or implants and or your own tissue. You get the choice, right? Or don't reconstruct. But um, but then it's a blank sheet. Imagine that if you're a woman coming out of the shower, looking at your chest and it's blank. And so what she does is very uh, thoughtfully and compassionately um, recreate those so that it looks in a 3D realistic. And I, you know, I'm happy to always share them when I'm with someone who's right. I'm like, you want to see what they look like? Because she did a really good job. Of course, I won't do that on video for, for radio or television. But it's about feeling more restored. Because as for me, when I went through chemo and I'd look in the mirror, I don't know who that bald woman is who has no eyebrows, who's really puffy from the steroids, who has no eyelashes, who's exhausted, skin is blotchy, my nose is bleeding, uh, you know, my skin and everything. The body looks different. I don't, I'm not, I used to run marathons. Like all those things are different. And then how do I come to terms with that while trying to fight and stay uh, forward? And it does take time and your body does with time restore itself with guidance and and help. But boy, it's a rough start, Mm -hmm. isn't it? So I'm glad that she'll be there. Oh, I'm so glad Mm -hmm. that you have had that experience. And she's just Mm -hmm. amazing. I don't think just anybody could do that. Yeah. She's She's, extraordinary. Yes. Um, We have all kinds of um, other vendors, Survivor Healthcare, which provides um, all kinds of mental health, occupational therapy, um, nutrition, health, and they work with your insurance and do not charge a balance bill to the patient, which is incredible. I'm so grateful that I was able to find them. I use them. Um, Feminine Forms, which is a very niche store, Um, they'll be represented there. Um, we're going to have Imagery Born, which provides retreats for women to go and and have that very valuable time with other survivors and be um, strengthened by them. Um, we're going to have the Young Survivors Coalition there, um, which is another th- uh, resource that I had never heard of. But they get together and um, strengthen each other with different events throughout the community. Um, they're trying to build their Eliza their is group. one of the leaders of the young survivors. Okay. She's a, a good friend of mine. And I've been on an Image Reborn Foundation retreat. Wonderful. So um, I love all who you are including. Yeah. Yeah. And and well, I continue because we have just a yes. couple more minutes. Okay, sure. we have You Are Here, which is a great resource. If you are just barely um, diagnosed or working through cancer, it's a, a it's a set of materials that can help you deal with things and write things down and give as a gift to someone else that's dealing with cancer. And the Joy Project, which is all about helping women um, find joy again. And um, they're really powerful. And then kind of one of the little icings on the cake is um, the Happy House Cleaning, which I had not heard about this wonderful (laughs) resource that they work with a charity so that if you are dealing with cancer, they will come clean your house for free. um, And a charity pays for that, which is amazing. And then of course, we're going to have Marty Grant there um, sharing her um, tips for finding um, strength and joy after dealing with trauma as well. She's going to be speaking and she's a, a vendor as well. Um, I don't know if I covered all of them. I hope so. If I've forgotten any, Courtney, maybe you can fill in. Well, and maybe they can get more info too. Yes, just go on to pinksync.org and you can see 
everybody that's going to be there, all the presenters, all the vendors, and even click on them and, and learn more about them. And uh, Courtney, have you ever been at an event uh, where you've been able to see a room full of breast cancer survivors? I haven't yet. I'm not as a survivor for sure. I don't think so. Right. There is some real power yeah. in sharing your stories and connecting. You become, I, I, I can think back to the moment I first met Courtney in person. And within just a few minutes, we both had tears in our eyes and we're hugging each other because we know a bit about what we've gone through. And, and there is a sisterhood. Uh, and, and it's very helpful. I found that I got a lot of great medical care and advice. And then when it came to living day to day, most of that information came from other people who had gone through the experience. So that, here's an opportunity to meet women near you who've gone through it. So Cami Cap, I'm so impressed by what you've created and, and so happy. I'll be registering so I can Sounds go there good. and be a part of it. Courtney, I appreciate that you are also um, invested in making sure that this event is successful and that the women like you who are survivors have the resources they're looking for. Now, we're sending people to pinksync.org, but Courtney, do you have another location where you have resources available for breast cancer survivors, or is that still in the works? It's still in the works, so I'm, uh, I'm, pu- I'm in the process of putting it together and I'll, I'll reach out to you when it's ready to go. But I'm excited to connect with some of these resources in person at this event and hopefully, um, you know, continue to collaborate with Cami and and have some availability for, for people who are going through it to find these types of resources and, and to find each other. Yeah. Well, and you know what? You feel a little powerless, a lot powerless when you're going through cancer. And when you have connections and people to talk to and know who to call and friends and resources, you feel more empowered that information. And and that's part of finding joy and managing for your mental and physical health as well. Cami Cap and Courtney Merrill, thank you so much for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. The website is pinksync.org. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Rebecca. Utah Weekly Forum is produced by KSFI FM 100.3 in Salt Lake City, a Bonneville International Station. Subscribe to the Utah Weekly Forum podcast online and email us at Rebecca at FM100.com. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.